0: Hello, everybody, uh, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, uh, we think we're going to go with the name of Soberspeak for the podcast now. We're kind of going back and forth. My lovely wife uh, is helping me with all that, uh, and we're slowly and surely getting things squared away where that is concerned. But, but the main thing I want to let you know about is we have Alex Z here with us today. Uh, And we're going to call the name of this podcast The Persian Version. And I'll explain why we're calling this The Persian Version, or Alex will be able to explain why we're calling this The Persian Version as we move through the podcast. But uh, um, the main thing I want to let you know, the reason Alex is sitting here with me today is because he is the entire reason that we actually started the podcast. And let me explain that. Um, Several weeks ago, eh, maybe closer to a month ago or so now, Me and my wife were at a uh, a recovery party. Um, By the way, my name is John M. uh, And I don't think I said that on the uh, very beginning here, but I'm John M. And now we're sitting here with Alex Z. But um, So me and my wife were at a recovery party about a month ago or so. And um, Alex is one of these guys that, um, how do I explain? When he is in a meeting he rarely speaks, but when he does speak, it's very interesting. Most of the time he passes, most of the time he'll sit in the back of the room, and he really doesn't want to say anything. Uh, but at the party, my wife and I were able to sit down with him, and we started asking him questions about his background, about where he came from. And when we left the party that night, and my wife and I were driving home, she said to me, that ought to be a movie. And I was like, you are not kidding me. That ought to be a movie. Uh, it is. A, it was an incredible story. And so the next night, I was actually laying in bed and I started thinking to myself about Alex and his story and about how, you know, that. let me put it this way. There are people that you see in recovery meetings that are usually... Mm, I, stars whatever you want to call it in the media they're always talking about their story and they're very good at it. they're articulate you know and you get a lot of things out of that that they share and then there are other people who kind of sit more in the background and they don't have that outgoing kind of personality that's Alex but he still has a powerful story and so I started thinking to myself how in the world do we let people know about folks like Alex Z and I thought What if we did a podcast? What if I just asked him questions? Much like we were doing at the party. And so that's where we are today. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and start. So first of all, Alex, tell us uh, your name and your sobriety date, if you will.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Alex. And first, thanks, John, for asking me to do this interview on your podcast Mm -hmm.
0: And your sobriety date is? Um, my sobriety date is
1: on um, August 24, 1913. I mean, 2013. 1913. <laughs> 1913. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that would have been a long time like ago. Huh? <laughs> and so you may be able to pick up an accent there from Alex. Alex, tell me about your accent. Where are you from?
1: Okay. Um, well, I was born in Iran. We call ourselves Persian, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, and I was, I was, I think, 12 or 13 when the revolution happened in Iran. Yeah, so you were born in Iran. There was a yeah. revolution going on in Iran. Right.
0: And what kind of, can you, what, tell me about the revolution, okay, you know, So from,
1: what was like, uh, before revolution, everything was like, Pretty much like here, you know, people like had freedom of I don't I don't know much about freedom of speech, but you know, we were like you guys here. Yeah. Ladies, they used to walk without the scarf and hijab, right. all that stuff. You no know. headgear, huh? No headgear. Didn't uh, know that. we used to have liquor stores, we used liquor to, stores, yeah, all uh, right. We used to have bars, <laughs> yeah. disco clubs and all that stuff. Oh. And when revolution happens, the um, fundamental regime came, and so since the regime was Islamic, so what Islam says is there is no alcohol in. Islam religion, so right. you can't drink alcohol.
0: Right. So Islam. So it was an Islamic regime that came Islamic in. Regime, they yes. said uh, basically alcohol is against the law. Am I yeah. correct about that? Yeah, okay. it's against the law, right? So what did they do? Did they? I don't know if you remember twelve thirteen. Did they just start shutting down the bars? They Start
1: shutting down the bars, the fancy restaurants, all the discos, clubs, and uh, start asking the. Womans wearing a scarf. Ah, okay. Then they had to wear headdress. Headdress and all. They shut down the... They shut down the discos. They shut down
0: Oh, no. My goodness.
1: So... (laughs) So... And what happened... I really had bad experience from that moment with religion and God and all that stuff. And... My family, my dad wasn't religious at all. Your dad wasn't religious? No. So after four years, after the revolution, my dad says, you know, there is no point for us to live in this country anymore. Yeah. And we left our country. So the story was, he sent my sister first to the... Neighbor country Turkey. Yeah. So my sister was there for six months, and then he came back. My dad came back, and he took my mom and my brother, and they flew to Germany. So they were in, they settled up in Germany. My mom, my little brother, and my dad, and my sister.
0: Could they just freely get
1: on a plane and um, go wherever they want? On that time, no.
0: Okay. So how would they... I mean, what, what, did you have to,
1: what did you have to do to get out of the country? Well, you have to pay uh, to the government first to get the passport. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only country you could travel without the visa was Turkey, which is our neighbors. Okay. And somehow my dad got the visa for the family, for the Germany. For so, Germany, okay. Yeah. And since it, there was a war between Iran and Iraq, right. so I couldn't leave the country because I was already 15. Ah, because you were of... I had to go to the army and serve uh, for the army.
0: Ah, okay. So you were of fighting age, so to speak, and right. you were a male. Right. So you automatically, like, I guess all 15-year-old boys, 15, 16-year-old boys, just went right into the army, exactly am I, right? right. Okay.
1: Gotcha. So, but what they, my dad came up with this idea that he says that my mom, she's not feeling good. She's out of the country and if I can not take my son to see his mom ah. and they ask, okay, you have to pay that much money, which is like a, some kind of like a deposit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that they, way you
1: guarantee that your son is going to come back. Right.
0: Is it? A, I'm assuming it's, a, it's like a, a bond well, or something was, yeah, like that. A it's bond. a significant right, amount of right, money. Right? right. Gotcha. And so do you have any idea how much that money was? Well, that, that, that was?
1: time was like half a million real, which, which you could buy like a little small house.
0: Gotcha. So it was yeah, a was significant a yeah. amount of cash yeah okay but right now it's nothing (laughs) right right i understand right but for but for then yeah uh, to put it in the terms that we can understand uh, it was so okay so he paid the government Mm -hmm. and then you got then so he took you to germany and then what happened
1: from that point um on that point we well we started doing our Life in Germany. I mean, I saw going to the school, my sister, my brother. So
0: wait, no, hold on, take me back for just a second. So, like when when you got there, did everybody know? Hey, that's it. We're not going back. That
1: was just a that's a ruse, yeah. so to speak, we in order to get decided. out of the country. Yeah. Gotcha. So we pretty much apply for the refugee in Germany.
0: Okay, so you're a refugee in Germany. Yeah. Okay. And, and did, did they, was that accepted? How did that go?
1: Um, they did accept it, but my dad, um, he wasn't very happy living in Germany and he used to work with the, backing before revolution, he used to work with the companies in US. Okay. So he was, he was like traveling from Iran to here and, you know, uh-huh. so he decided that, um, uh, Let's apply to get the refugee from refugee,
0: the U.S. Right? Uh-huh. And oh, to the U.S. Yeah. Gotcha. So he knew how the system works so to speak. Yeah. Said, so you,
1: yeah, you have right. to. Right. right.
0: There's do certain some channels. paperwork,
1: and you know, get mm-hmm. the lawyer and all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Germany. You're a refugee there, and then so your dad knows how to how to, to to work things. He he basically goes to the United States, he gets the paperwork, not goes to the United States, but he gets the to paperwork. To the yeah. Right, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so, so what age were you when you
1: um, went from, I was 18. From Germany Germ- to yeah. the United States. Well, when I, when I get in Germany, I was 16. And, uh, when we left Germany, we, we used, well, we live, we live in Germany for four years. Yeah. So, I was like 20 when I, when we get here to U.S.
0: Okay, okay. So let me ask you this. So this is sober speak, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of alcohol and or drugs, when did they start entering the
1: picture for you? Well, alcohol started when I was in Iran. I was fourteen, ah. and
0: um... no, wait, wait no. Let me back you up there. It's illegal.
1: It's illegal in, right? in Iran, it's illegal. right? And people it's, making like homemade vodka, like oh, like like,
0: like moonshine,
1: moonshine, yeah. yeah. So
0: it's like a, a larger Tennessee.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, they don't know how much what's the proof of alcohol it's in there.
0: Oh, so, so you know, it, right? It's a little bit of a yeah, and it's like the drug I was world. Hearing
1: like yeah, people getting blind, and you know, getting oh. like. Kitten, kidney diseases and all that so stuff. Drinking because, yeah.
0: the home brew, the bathtub yeah. gin, so to speak. Right. So, so, so that's what you were drinking when you so, started at
1: 14. Yeah. Do you remember I mean, your first, you do know, you remember I mean. your first time? Uh, I remember my first time, I, uh, I got so drunk. I start puking, 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 yes. throwing up Right. And, uh, that's it. I didn't remember anything else after that. But, but,
0: but you had to go back and get some more eventually oh, yeah. at some point, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love the feeling. So so that's where I started my drinking uh, when I was 14. Yeah. And I saw like grass and hash and all that stuff that same age when I right. was in Iran. Right. And when we came to Europe, the age of drinking is over fifteen, so I didn't uh-huh. have problem with drinking. So that was
0: a, How did your family feel about you drinking? I mean, does everybody drink in your
1: family? Did they care? No, they didn't care. My dad was drinking, but okay. he wasn't very heavy drinker. He's okay. not. He's not one of us. Gotcha. So, so he just
0: thought it was normal. You to yeah. drink, your kid,
1: and mm. eventually you'll kind of level out, so to speak. Right.
0: What about your brothers and sisters and your uh,
1: mom? Well, my brother, he's five years younger, so he wasn't drinking. And my sister, she is not drink. She wasn't drinking like me either. Okay. And my mom, she never drank.
0: All right. So you're just uh, so, you got the lucky genes, so to speak. Right. <laughs> All right. So so then you went from. Uh, uh, well, let me go back to Iran real mm-hmm. quick. So, so you're 13, 14. Your 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 drinking there is illegal, but somehow you're accessing this uh, kind of a what would you call over here moonshine. Right. Uh, were you accessing? And and you said you got the grass and the hash back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Any other experiences back there when you were in Iran and or Germany before we moved to the United States that were significant for you?
1: Um. You know, that, that was it. I mean, it was alcohol, hash, and grass. I mean, in my country, like, opium is, like, a huge thing.
0: What is a huge opium? thing? Opium. Opium, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, so look. look. we like,
1: master of, I mean, any house, there is, like, opium, opium in this house. Right. In, because, first of all, it's, like, a medicine. It's, like, a yeah. painkiller. you know? Right. So people
0: and, use it over there, like, we use aspirin or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay and do, 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 and do, it's,
1: it's is there, pretty much like a traditional type of drug you know yeah. I mean
0: is, is there a certain amount of people that get addicted to it much like alcohol there and then the rest oh, just yeah. kind of leave it behind or I mean to me it would seem like it's more addictive than actual alcohol is, but
1: it's more active, yeah and it's uh, I would say like probably like we have more people addicted to the opium than alcohol. Right, right. It's it's such a easy drug to find. I right. Mean.
0: Yeah. So so let's and, and that reminds me of one more thing. Let's go ahead and tell
1: the audience what is your profession. Well, I'm 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 a florist. You are a florist, right? Yes. And the. Uh, and, Design flowers,
0: right? Yeah, design flower, right? And you know, and you all can't see Alex. Uh, I'll just have to describe him to you. But he is—I've called him—he is ultra cool, right? I can't even just <laughs> dis- He's—he's got some some tattoos. Oh, he's really yeah. cool looking, right? He's got a in his eyes, like <laughs> he's a bash. He's—he's embarrassed. <laughs> he's got a beard, and uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I wish I could be like Alex in terms of being
1: cool. I don't know about
0: that. Well, I do. He's—he's yeah. he's ultra cool. <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, Alex, one day I saw him at a meeting and he had a shirt on and what was on that shirt? Do you remember when I talked to you about that, that flower?
1: Oh yeah. It was a flower, embroidery flowers on the shirt. Right? Yeah.
0: And what kind of, what kind of flower was it?
1: Oh, poppy. It was so a poppy. See, poppy. Right? Yeah. That's that's actually my favorite flowers too I, mean, <laughs> right. I have that tattoo on my hands Right. everywhere so.
0: so he's got a poppy tattooed yeah. on him he <clears> got a poppy <throat> shirt on and I asked him, I go, what is that flower and why is it your favorite and that's kind of how we got a little bit in right. to Alex's background that's right. uh, and yeah. I was like, oh man, that is way interesting I got to find out more at the Christmas mm-hmm. party
1: But so uh, I was introduced with opium back in Iran when I came here I, uh, I was introduced to the opium. So. And, you know, where Persians are, there is opium. Yeah. It's, like, just simple.
0: Right. So it's is like in Iran, is, is opium like uh, like we can go down into the store and get a, a six-pack? like yeah. Like there? Okay.
1: I mean, you can find it, like, on the corner of the street if you ask someone, I need opium got gotcha. to find it for you
0: very interesting all right so let's pick it back up so you got from the germany you came over to the united states and what i want to do is kind of start at a point now mm-hmm. and work backwards I remember you I think it was your first meeting I remember the first meeting you came where I saw you at the Frisco group uh, here in Frisco, Texas we were sitting on the back row together and you came in and you had bandages and gauze and, and yeah, all was kinds of stuff after stuffing.
1: my detox
0: right. you had just detoxed <laughs> and you were coming into the program <laughs> and you literally were shuffling along <laughs> right they talk about the Thorazine shuffle you, you I don't know what you were shuffling on but you definitely had a shuffle. And you sat back there and you were very quiet. So how did you get to the Frisco group at that time We'll kind of work backwards from there? You had just come out of treatment?
1: Yes. But that wasn't the first time I was in detox or in the treatment. Um, so when we moved to the U.S., uh, we live in California. We live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So my drinking and drugging got out of control in there in California, and I went to the treatment center for ten days. Mm-hmm. I did my de- my first detox mm-hmm. in uh los angeles county and so if um, there is like a lot of us in. California, it's a Who's those? big population of Persians.
0: Persian, okay. Yeah. So you have a lot and of Persian alcoholics. Yeah. Is what you're so saying, we right?
1: have our own meetings, like really. Yeah. Like have they like have
0: women's only meetings Farsi or men's only. Farsi
1: speaking meetings. Yeah. Farsi speaking. Okay. Right. How
0: do you spell Farsi? Is that F-A-R-C-I? I. Farsi speak. right okay so you have Farsi speaking which is the the common language in Iran in Iran right? right and so they're in LA and you are having now are there both men and women in that meeting yes okay uh, is I would my, my, you know this may be a stupid question I would imagine it's the majority men but uh, am I right about man. that yeah okay yeah. but you have both though
1: yeah very interesting so and the Persian version, it's the name comes from the book.
0: Right. So
1: our book, the big book, is translating Farsi. So we have it in Farsi and also we have the 12 and 12 oh. translating in Farsi. So gotcha. When I, when I start working the book with my sponsor first and I told him about the book is Charlie Translate and he told me, okay, you need to read that chapter in Persian version. Like, <laughs> but that's like... The Persian version came... <coughs> so you had the Persian that. version of the book and the Persian and version the, of the 12 and 12. And 12 and 12, right. And, which so is I was the chapter in Farsi and then reading it in English.
0: So, really? Yeah. And, and does one... Is the translation fairly straight from your perspective? Yeah. Okay. And, and do you... Do, do you have a t- what, what do you like if you were to go home tonight and you read the big book which version are you using the Persian Well or right English? now I'm
1: using English because it's like I'm sober for four years and you know going to the English meetings so uh, right I don't go too much much in Farsi meetings so
0: my guess is within this area <laughs> it'd be tough to find a, a Farsi uh, a speaking know, meeting but they have right.
1: yeah. Well, here they don't have it in here in Dallas. So.
0: They don't have it in the Dallas area, no. but do they do in the LA area, right? Yeah. And I'm sure there are other pockets of the area where they pockets oh, of the United probably States. Probably like where big
1: they cities, have. yeah, New York, maybe, yeah.
0: Right, right, right. So, okay, so 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 take me backwards once again. I saw you come into the meeting. You had just mm-hmm. gotten into, um, uh, you had just come out of a, a treatment center, but there were many years between that. And when you first got to L.A. So walk me through that period a little okay, bit. so I
1: uh, got married in L.A. You got married? Yeah.
0: And, and how old were you when I you
1: got married? I was 36.
0: Oh, okay. So there's yeah. a, there's a bit of a jump there then. So, so you got to L.A. when you were like 18 or whatever. 20s. Uh, 20s, okay. And then you're...
1: Then, so fifteen
0: years of yeah, like so fifteen drinking years and drugging, right? Right. <laughs> and so basically it was just the same the same story that many of us have. You yeah. just got into all sorts of drinking and drugging and yeah. It's did so did you try to
1: different get... stories with the others, you know? I was in trouble, uh, I got two DUIs, I was arrested for a uh, possession of cocaine and other stuff. So Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I got a big record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when <laughs> I went to get my citizenship, and <clears throat> the officer usually comes with a bunch of files for different peoples. Uh huh. And I remember I saw like other people's files. They were like maybe like a very tiny files, and then he dropped my files on the table. It was like a big files, and it's, I don't know, it's what, what did I do in 15 years because they're all like <laughs> arresting over here in different cities or arresting on that part of the right. city so a
0: big file yeah, yeah big for fire. you there gotcha
1: man okay so anyway back to my uh, okay so I'm I was married in Los Angeles yeah okay. and uh I'm married to the American. Yeah, I have woman. met her. You yes, met my very wife, nice lady, right? yes, huh? And, and we had been kids married there. for 17 years now, yeah. 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 Um we have our first boy in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. After 18 months we have our second ones. And when I got my second ones, I did my first treatment. In LA. Mm-hmm. And I was so What brought of, on
0: that treatment? Did, did I mean oh I, I mean I guess in a general way, it's gonna be drinking and drugging, but does, did anybody ask you to go? Did you go by yourself or Well,
1: I go by myself, but Gotcha. No one was happy.
0: Right, nobody was happy right? around <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> you. Okay. So no one was happy about that. And then so you uh, so, so that was that treatment. Did you notice any difference once you got out of treatment? Did you have any sobriety after that,
1: or did you go right back to I did same? actually. I was sober for over uh, 15, 16 months. And we decided to move to Texas.
0: Ah, so that 15, 16 months must have been the period where you were going to the Farsi meetings out there. Gotcha. The Persian version of the meetings, right? Right. And what made you move to, or how come, what prompted you to move to
1: Texas? Uh, We moved because of uh, cost of living. Okay. Lifestyle. Yeah. Was very high maintenance in California. So we moved here, and uh, I I opened up my flower shop after right. two years we were here yeah and um so this is what happened yeah you come to the different city and all the sudden you are not getting involved with the program you right. go, i start going like i started actually coming to the meeting in frisco meeting but yeah. i did two meetings and i said you know what i'm in different city I don't have a drug dealer here. I don't know anybody to sell drugs here. And ah, it's a dry city, they right. drink wine and beer, right. Right? you know?
0: <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: So I'm safe. Yeah, and they said, you know what, I think I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm not sick anymore.
0: Okay, gotcha, you, gotcha. You.
1: I'm cured. I'm <laughs> cured, right. I'm with you. <laughs> right.
0: So take me to the point to where then you decided one day,
1: how did you decide to go back? I back? decided, you know, have a glass of wine with my wife. Oh, and how was she about that? I'm curious. She didn't know what's going on with the program and with, the, with this sickness, you know. Gotcha.
0: So you she were like out of dinner one night? Had you been planning this? Or did it come out of the blue? Was it like whiskey and
1: milk with the guy in the big book or what? No, it wasn't, it wasn't a plan. One day I just said, you know what, I want to have a glass of wine with you. And she was okay with that. Gotcha. Yeah. And did you just have the glass of wine and that was it? I was, yeah, I had a glass of wine. Uh, I don't remember how much, how many glasses I have, mm-hmm. but since that day, I screwed up everything in seven years. I mean, right. uh, broke all the bridges behind me. Uh, burned all the bridges, huh? Messed up a lot of people, hurt people, my family, my brother, my my mom, my dad and Yeah. So in seven years I really damaged a lot of things. Yeah. And my wife and my boys. Well my boys they were like nine and eight and that was that was the age when they start doing sports, you know, the bot like doing sports and I was missing the sports when they're playing. Football or basketball, or yeah. I was drunk showing up at the at their function when they're playing Aye. basketballs and all that stuff, and yeah, yeah. So in seven years, uh, I lost everything. Uh, Closed up my shop, and one day. You know, today, there is always one day that you say, I have a problem.
0: We stood at the turning point. Yeah. We asked his protection.
1: But I didn't do anything about it. (laughs) I knew I I can't stop drinking, you know. And and I knew um, my life was already unmanageable. Yeah. But I just didn't do anything about it. Or it says on the book... We we didn't have the power of choice. So I didn't have any power to do anything. Right. And uh, you go to the point that you said, that's it, you know. Uh, I remember my last night. I usually finish everything before I go to bed. Like my bowl of Jack or my drug and everything right. finishing it before I go to bed right uh, on that day I couldn't finish anything right so what was I that you your bowl of what Jack Daniels oh, oh, oh yeah Jack Daniels,
0: got so. you but you drank it out of a bowl
1: though <laughs> <laughs>
0: bowl of jack Mm -hmm. i like that just like uh uh, just like the breakfast of champions i'm sorry okay so i interrupted you so you you were finishing your bowl of jack and Mm -hmm. whatever else and what yeah
1: so i just couldn't finish any of any of this drug and alcohol and the next day i just went to my wife and said i think i'm ready yeah so we went to the detox and I'm here now.
0: And what was the detox? Was that uh, in uh, in, uh, in the Dallas area? Detox? <coughs> I'm
1: sorry. No, detox was actually in the, uh, Plano Presby. Okay, gotcha, you, gotcha. You. So the detox, how, oh, so that's when I met you, when
0: you got out of that. Yes. How long yeah. did that detox take? Do you That's remember? Uh, 10 days. Okay, so you program. went to the detox. Yeah. Right. And, they, uh, and
1: I, that was my second time, so I knew, like, what's going on. You have after you finish the treatment you have to start going to the meeting during right. the 90-90s and right. you know okay so you got back into that meeting that first
0: day in Frisco and then what were you what were you thinking I mean what, do you remember any thoughts from that meeting or over um, the first week or two well
1: my first day I really didn't want to talk to anybody and I had my hat on and I was just yeah. looking on the floor I didn't want to had anything with anybody, you know. I didn't want to mm. shake hand. I didn't want to hug. But <clears throat> after meeting, after people start sharing and saying like the stuff that I needed, yeah. I felt like little comfortable. Yeah. And you know, um, I remember like who gave me my first silver chips. Oh really? Yeah. And my first shake hand. Really. I remember the. Who was that person? Yeah, who do you want to
0: say the name, just the first name? Do you want to say who that uh, is? Steve. Steve, Steve yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'll, I'll bleak that <laughs> one. I got it. Yeah. Great. And
1: Mac was the person who gave me a hug and he says, You're in the right place. Mike gave you. A yeah, hug. Mac.
0: Oh, Mac, Mac. Mac.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Mac B. Yeah. So, kay. Mac, Steve, and Renee. Yeah. Rena was very... Very nice. Very nice to me. So that's uh, that's what I was told, that I need to do 90 meetings in 90 days. So I did my 90 meetings in 90 days. After, I think after two or three weeks, uh, I asked someone to be my sponsor. Mm-hmm. Then we start working the steps, and um,
0: so tell me about working the steps. Uh, tell me about sponsorship. What does that mean to you? And uh, um, you know wh- what prompted you, I guess, to actually okay, work the through this
1: sponsorship. Steps? I see it like this way. So we used to, uh, like maybe two years ago, we we bought the puppy, a little. Dark, right?
0: Oh, puppy. a puppy! I yeah. thought you were back to the poppy seeds again. No, I'm not excuse puppy. me.
1: <laughs> it's
0: like, wait like, wait, we We're going to take a turn on this. You were buying poppy. What right, are you doing with the poppy right. seeds? Okay. So
1: I took this puppy for running outside. Yeah. And I had her leash on my hand, but you know the puppy was going left and right and was going like <laughs> around me, and you know it's like stopping peeing somewhere, or stopping poop somewhere yeah. and you know <laughs> so i was i'm seeing the sponsorship if if i don't have the leash of this puppy she's gonna be all over the place yeah. I mean she's gonna be like dangerous for people around them, yeah right she might go like on the street and yeah cause an accident <laughs> so this is a sponsorship what it means for me I mean someone needs to have my leash and you know yeah. show me this is a pad you need to go
0: that's right
1: so yeah and uh, my first sponsor was um, John uh, we worked the uh, 12th step in I think over a year or maybe less than a year mm-hmm. and Tell me about your experience with the fourth
0: and fifth step. A lot of people have challenges with that. How'd that go for you
1: well for my first fourth uh, step i I actually worked out with my sponsor in l a and he was from my country so mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was some stuff was like very culture stuff, so right. he was getting it and uh, second time I <clears throat> I worked with John and so it wasn't like something very weird because I already worked that, you know right right a couple years ago and but on the second time on the second time when I worked and when I have my new sponsor when I worked with a new sponsor Mm -hmm. he went a little more deep he was like asking like very deep question and he was like pushing me right. to dig in more stuff. Right, right. And <clears throat> so that was like that was a that was a, o- a great experience. That was a good
0: experience. You're good yeah. good. Let me ask about the end and my experience with the eighth and ninth step uh, uh is that people usually will come to me and they'll say well uh, something like, uh, uh, you know, th- th- they they don't want to do them and they can't think through all these years of living of anybody that they need to make a sp- uh, amends to. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other group that comes to you and they want to go make amends to everybody, right? And yeah. You kind of have to slow them down. Were you somewhere in the middle? Do you remember that uh, eighth and ninth step period and what it was all about for
1: you? Uh, for me, mm, the hardest person, I guess, was my dad to mm-hmm. making it. A tell
0: me about that.
1: <clears throat> so, I always have such a uh, I don't know, thinking that my dad wasn't fair to me. Like, yeah, you mean like he was harsh on he you? He was harsh on me, mm-hmm. he was uh, I wasn't his favorite son, gotcha. and uh he never gave me attention. He always, like, saying stuff that he was, like, it was, like, um, breaking me. Like, right. you are not good enough. You can't do stuff that I'm asking you to do. Or, oh. But, <clears throat> and, you know, some of the stuff is, it's more, like, culturing and you know and this is right what I understand now it's uh, the way my dad or my grandfather was teaching my dad what they learned it wasn't the right things to teach right or He lost his dad when he was young, when he was 18 or 19. So it was like probably very hard for him to figure out things, how to talk to your son and, you know. So were you able to make some sort of amends to him? I did, yeah. And um, it took me actually a year. Every time I was like, well, he lives in California, so... Every time we go I mean I'll i go there like maybe three, four times a year. Mm. It was just something was stopping me and but the last time so I started praying before meeting my dad and I just open up and tell him everything that I'm so sorry for what I did and he was very cool about it. Yeah.
0: Did he understand why you were doing what you were well, doing? Well, I
1: explained to him the program I'm working. I need to do this stuff. I right. need to amends.
0: God bless you. Yeah.
1: So, right now we have very good, good relationship. Me and my dad, I mean, we talk probably like three three times a week. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so...
0: And do you, just out of curiosity, do you speak in English or do no, you speak... No, I speak Farsi. Okay, gotcha. Can he speak... Uh, speak, as good as English yeah, as you do? He
1: speaks. Yeah, he speaks
0: English. Okay. Yeah. Speak Farsi. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that you want, so I want to go 10, 11, and 12. Anything that you want to say about those? And then I kind of want to wrap it up with uh, what, do you, what do people need to know about Alcoholics Anonymous? So, first thing, uh, or just recovery in general. So, uh, first thing 10, 11, and 12, anything you want to say about prayer, helping others, 10th step, anything that kind of pops
1: into your mind? Well, my 10, 11 started, like, uh, <clears throat> helping others, started with, like, people that uh from my country, mm-hmm. and it's, that was actually, I guess, like, easiest way, because, and I started, like, contact, contacting my old sponsor in L.A., and I told him, yeah, I'm here, I'm sober, and if anybody wants to talk, give me the number to him because they're all like new people. They're coming from Iran and right, you gotcha. know, don't, they don't speak very good English. Right, here. right, right. So I start with that and um, doing the service work for my group and, you know, doing. Um, uh, I didn't do much panel, like going to the. Yeah, I understand.
0: You're talking about like that, yeah. Right. Right. Well, good. So, in terms of what you would want a newcomer to like, like, what's important when you think about what has made you successful? I guess that's the word we want to use. Um. Uh, um. Uh, How come you have extended sobriety and some people do not? If you were to talk to somebody new coming into the rooms and you say, this is what you need to know in order to stay sober and to keep sober,
1: what would you share with them? Uh, For my experiences, when when I came, I wasn't listening to anybody, you know,
0: not an open mind.
1: You no. no. Right. We're going to listen <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> and I mean there is like a lot of good sharings out in the meeting. Mm-hmm. People like, you know, they like got a lot of good stuff if you want to listen and get mm-hmm. something out of it, but I didn't. So my last time, I guess I was so in pain and miserable, that when I came to the meeting, I said to myself, "I do whatever they ask me to do." Mm-hmm. And that's when I started like listening to you guys and. You. So you became for what they asking me to do. Yeah. Right. And, right. Know, well, like the first thing I was told is like you need to come like, to the meeting every day. You got to do like 90, 90, 90 meetings in 90 days. And I wasn't working. I said, yeah, where else can I go? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll go to two meetings. Yeah, (laughs) I did that. and So, I mean, look at this way. If this program working for the person who has some weird accent... (laughs) <laughs> with broken English, right? And bad understanding. He has to read his Persian version <laughs> and translate it to our big book. you know If he's sober for four years, It's a miracle. (laughs) It is a miracle. Hey,
0: another thing I did want to cover with you before we get off here, and that is, you told me the story about the Christmas tree, you putting up the Christmas tree, and kind of the faith in your family and how all that works. Explain your, you know, kind of a combination of your background, your wife, your kids, uh, what you do during the holidays and those sorts of
1: things. Well, we celebrate, we celebrate, well, Thanksgiving doesn't have to be any religion. It's just... Mm -hmm. Tank, tank, thanks.
0: Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. And uh, we celebrate Christmas. I mean, I'm not really a person going to the church or even a mosque, mm-hmm. which is for my religion. Right. But... You're not a practicing no. Muslim, so to speak, or a practicing Christian, right? No.
0: But your family... By respect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my boys, they... They're practicing Christians.
0: They're practicing Christians. What yeah, about your so, your wife?
1: She's Christian too. She's
0: Christian. Yeah. Okay, and so uh, my
1: little old boy, he usually go with my wife Sundays church and yeah.
0: Gotcha, um, man. You told me the story about you putting up the Christmas tree. Tell me, tell me what you said about that. You're putting up the Christmas tree. You remember? oh, oh okay, yeah
1: yeah. So, I was arranging the. Lights outside and came and arranged the Christmas tree and I was uh, when I was finished I was asking my wife so what do you think and she said yeah it's great good job I said yeah it's a good job for the Muslim boy <laughs> <laughs> good job for the Muslim boy out there picking up the putting
0: up the Christmas <laughs> decorations right. that is fantastic. So, <laughs>
1: So I was thinking, if I had to do the lights on the high part of the our house, yeah, if something happened to me, they're gonna say, yeah, a Muslim boy tried to do arrangement Christmas arrangement in his house and he died <laughs> he because I struck that. down. <laughs>
0: That makes sense. All right, Alex. Well, listen, this has been fantastic. Uh, Once again, you're welcome. Thank you for uh, uh, sharing with us at that Christmas party, kind of sparking something within me to say, hey, how do we get these stories out? I sure do appreciate it. And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit here from page 164 of Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book, before we uh, close out. And that is. That's the wrap on Sober Speak for this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Alex.